I'm at Maddox Gallery in Westburn Grove. The show is called What Lies Within Us, and I'm here with artist Louise Howard. I'm standing in front of four incredible canvases, and when I say incredible, I mean not only in the gaze of the sitters that's looking out at me, but in the underpainting, the overlay, the experimentation between representation and abstraction, and I'm here with the artist. Hello, Louise. Hello. How are you doing, Maeve? <laughs> I'm, I'm very well, and I'm so happy to meet you and talk through your work with you. But before we do that, I'm going to ask you to tell us who you are and what you do. Okay, so I'm Louise, Louise Howard. Um, I'm a painter. I've been painting for about 20 years. I feel like if I don't paint then I'm not fulfilled it's the thing that I need to do it's kind of like breathing um, and yeah it's taken me a long time to get to a place where I'm happy with my work and I'm happy with what I'm producing um, but the whole thing's been a process but a really good process a learning process. Tell me about your early life and how you knew you were going to be an artist. Like, it's not easy for people to commit to a life of painting. It's not, but I feel like I was always going to go down this path. I was always going to be a painter because it was something that I, I was innately drawn to from the very beginning since I was a little kid. You know, it's always been the creative things that interested me. And I kind of knew that I was always going to go down that path even though I also knew that it was going to be a very tenuous path, you know, and not an easy one. And um, how, how did you know? Your parents weren't resistant? Were your no, parents artists? No, not because of that, because, you know, historically it's, it's not an easy life to, to be a successful artist. It's like kind of being a successful actor, I guess. It's one of those, it's, the industry is... It's risky. Yeah, it's very risky. So you either kind of don't make it and you, you starve or you make it. Um, but I feel like I... The fear of, of, you know, it not working out, even still today, I, I kind of, it's not even a factor because it's, painting is the one thing that I have to do, I must do, you know, so I'd rather be struggling as an artist um, than be working in an office knowing that I could afford to pay the bills, you know, I must, I must paint, I must do this, so it's the only thing that makes sense. So I, I know that your mother was an artist, but yeah. I also heard that uh, you were put into a special school because of your talent and ability at a young age. Yeah, I got into my grammar school because I got um, an art scholarship that was specially made for me. And it was, it was specially made for me because I failed the entrance exam. <laughs> so uh, they had to create this special place. They couldn't, you know, the, the whole rule was that two kids get the art scholarship, but you had to pass the entrance exam. Um, and because I failed that, you know, I didn't get the art scholarships. They made the place specially for me, which was was the great thing. Because your painting talent was so great. So we're talking about the two sides of an artist's brain. Yeah, I think my art teacher saw something in me, you know, at 11, and she, she said, you know, there's something here. And, and it was great. And I, you know, I felt really good. And, and I could see that she was really confident in me. And she really tried to push me through the years and... So this was a scholarship you got for your work at the age 11? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> an art scholarship. Yeah, it was good. It was a good feeling. And it was nice that she really believed in me so much that she specially requested a place to be made for me. So Five years of scholarship, Louise? Yeah. <laughs> but then, yeah, but then I went to art college and it didn't quite go so brilliantly, you know, because I, I, I didn't stick around. I went to normal college, then I went to art college, which is university, for three months, um, but I dropped out after three months because they just weren't doing anything that I wanted. I wasn't feeling inspired. I wasn't excited. 
I was actually painting on my own at home, you know, and then I was having to kind of do these projects for, for college, thinking, God, this is rubbish, it's boring, and, you know, it was a chore, and I didn't want to do it, and I knew exactly what, what I wanted to do, I just wanted to paint. I knew also what I wanted to paint, I wanted to paint people. Um, I've always wanted to paint people, so every project they gave us, I just found it really boring, you know. Well, you would. You'd had five previous years to foundation. Yeah, and but I think, you know, even when I was a little kid, I've always had this fascination with, with people. I think my whole life I've had a fascination with people. I think most of us probably do. You know, we are the most interesting subject matter, right, as humans. So, yeah, I, I've always wanted to, to paint people, draw people, um, on that, can we go over to this portrait called Small Beast yeah. from 2022? Yeah. Uh, the, there's so much going on here. Talk, talk me through it. Well, the name Small Beast actually is the name that I think it describes all of us. It's my study of humans because we're all small beasts, really. Um, again, it's, it's more of that kind of study, that interest in, in human beings, which I find so fascinating. Um, so this particular painting... Um, you can see the face is, is fine art and the rest is abstract. And I, the thing that I always try and attain in all of my works is a kind of melancholy, but also an element of strength in my subjects. Um, I don't want them to be conventionally beautiful. I find that a bit boring and you know not very challenging or engaging. And I think that, um, yeah, the face has to speak to me. There has to be something something in there that, that says something to me um, and I just want I want it to be like this imbued kind of you know strength but but with an overlying you know melancholy like I say and um, she also looks like she's coming out of a structure of some sort so this is just yeah so that's the abstraction that I want it to be I don't want it to be portraity you know I want it to be a, a figure definitely it's obviously a person it's a woman but it's it's not a specific person and I want it to kind of not be so literal and make so much sense so the abstract part is it's kind of my way of being able to really go nuts with it it's it's a kind of fun thing for me um it's haunting it, yeah. I can see the personality coming yeah, through yeah and I, that's really important to me you know the eyes are very important um, the colour palette which yeah, is kind of so cross complementary yeah so I try and actually tone make the, the skin tones slightly more subdued um, because I think that the the other colours around it and all the abstraction really complements that and kind of brings that out brings out the skin more which, and let's go to the next okay. one <laughs> of these four yeah. this is called polyester um, and, and I'm looking at a canvas that's blue and purple uh, with a face. So we've got a, a figure coming through an abstraction, which is startling. There's some hyper-realism with broad brush strokes and washes. It's, I'm going to hand the mic over to you. Um, so this is, this is a piece that I did at quite a, a difficult time <laughs> in my life about six months ago. And... Um, the thing I liked the most about her was her attitude. You know, every one of these women embodies this melancholy and this, you know, quiet strength, all to varying degrees. This particular one, I wanted her to kind of have a bit of a fuck you attitude, you know, that really, you know, was important for me. Um, and again, it's her, her face that the tones are muted, they're more subdued. And I really wanted the rest of it, the colours, the palette to be powerful, 
um, because I wanted the juxtaposition to be really striking. You know, I really wanted to make a statement with this one. Let's go to the next one. This is called Dirty Laundry, and uh, it's possible to see the head of this sitter uh, exploding. Oh, really? (laughs) And I also want to know where you're getting the faces from. Do you have sitters with you, or are you using photography? No, so I have, yeah, so I've got two photography friends that give me their cast-off photographs, and sometimes I use, like, really old magazines, like from the 80s, sometimes I'll find a good old porno mag with a nice face in it that speaks to me just something that's just interesting you know and um yeah so something it has to be an interesting face that says something um that's her hair <laughs> that's not her head exploding <laughs> okay so we're looking at this and and in a sense it's a collaboration with your photographer friends i love that idea but but with a piece like this who who's influencing your work either culturally like what's happened what are you thinking about what are you reading or artistically who's influencing your approach and maybe there's no answer so Lucian Freud is my number one guy and he has been since I was like I don't know 15 and I love him and I absolutely I'm just you know he's my idol so when I first started out I really tried to emulate Lucian Freud you know as, as closely as I could um and that's what my paintings were very much like Lucien Freud at the start, you know, and I studied his brushstrokes and I read about him and I was fascinated by him. So the base for my work is, I guess it's come from him, from that, you know, and it... The study of people. Yeah, and it hasn't deviated too much from that, you know. Um, the style, the way that I paint the faces, is, it's, it's pretty much still on that, in fact. And, and the abstraction, that's... The, a new kind of thing actually in the past I don't know maybe five six seven years I've been doing that so that's something to you know I, I need to have a USP I wanted to have something that was special about my work and that kind of made it have its own voice not a Lucian Freud voice you know and so this is this is my thing and I feel like I'm running with it and I love it and I'm so confident with it and now the collage has come into play, which I've never done before, and I'm really excited about that. So it's, it's such a good medium for the time we live in with the kind of uh, overstimulation of yeah. influences coming out as collage is just making this wild yeah. comeback. And it's just so aesthetically, I just, I, I'm, you know, it's such a visual feast for me. It's so, I love it. And, and that was something that I found, I struggled with for 20 years, you know, that the idea is that you want to paint something that you're so proud of that you would put on your own wall. And back in the day, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't producing things that I would want to put on my wall. And now I finally feel like I put all of these on my wall. And that's such a great personal achievement for me. You know, that's where I feel like I know that I'm on the right path. And so... And that your work's evolved. Yeah. It's evolving. Yeah, absolutely. In a good direction, hopefully. (laughs) Well, we're going to... That's what I'm like. This puts you on the precipice of what's next. But before I go there, I want to look at the fourth painting, which is called... Jacaran. Jacaran. And that's 2021. So this was done... This is a little bit older. Um, I did this actually when I was in Australia. Um, and it's, you can see, because there's no collage in it. So I hadn't introduced the collage yet. Um, but I'm still, you know, doing the fine art faces and really kind of going wild with the abstraction, which, you know, I love this one, this particular one, because the, the jumper it looks kind of crazy. And, and, it, and every mark, you know... Because I didn't know much about abstract art, to be honest with you, about modern art. And I, when I was younger, I used to kind of slightly, you know, rubbish it. 
And now I realise, after doing it and really getting into it, that every mark actually means something. You know, there really is something behind every mark that you make because it's all going to end up telling this story. And so you have to be, you know, thoughtful with it. And I never considered that before. And it's incredible now that I've kind of, you know, gotten acquainted with abstraction work that it's it's just the power that it has. I love it. It's so exciting. It's so fun, you know. There's a lot of energy in the brush. Yeah, and I, and I, I enjoy it. It's it's just really fun and I've, I've not experienced that before because like I say it was like the Lucian Freud kind of fine art style and so now with the abstract art it's, it's great I love it so we're in an art gallery you're part of a group show and this is a question that's sort of annoying but I'm going to ask it anyway okay. and any version of an answer you can give it to me mm-hmm. I would ask you Louise what art is for what art is for how would you answer it um Art is, so I think there's like a few things in life that we have as human beings that are like a treat, the best treat, you know, and really enrich our lives. Um, What are some of the things? Music is one of those things. Good food is one of those things. Art is one of those things. And I think that the world would be a really crappy place without art. You know, it's like such a beautiful joy to be able to receive, you know, all these amazing works that were presented you know, even if some of them are crap, it's just such a, an amazing thing that we have that avenue to see things that humans have created that's come from someone's head. Um, I think it's a real privilege for us as humans to to have that, you know. So, yeah, that's what our, uh, it's for, that, I guess. What's your Instagram so people can follow you? LouiseHoward.art. Thank you so much for your time today. Thanks. If you are in Westbourne Grove, be sure to stop by What Lies Within Us and have a look at these incredible canvases by Louise Howard. I know you'll find them electrifying. It's the kind of thing when you stand in front of them, the hair stands up on the back of your neck. Uh, Don't miss it. You've been listening to Maeve Doyle's Private View. This podcast is produced by Will Fitzpatrick at Soho Radio. The music is by Korshid Homi. Thank you for listening.